So I had dinner this evening at uh, probably my all-time favorite restaurant yeah. in Uptown. Um, it's called Kindo. It's on Never the corner of 28th and Hennepin. Um, they have this dish called uh, chicken and potatoes. Classic. It's literally, it's just, it's soy sauce, chicken, like diced chicken, uh, and then they like just deep fry, like, like literally like potato chips basically it's, they're like potato <laughs> chips and they cover it in salt and so and like sodium i think they just add extra sodium nice like, i don't even think they put msg in it i think they just add <laughs> extra sodium and shit and um so it's my uh, my buddy me he's he's lives in denver now i'm one of my best friends he's in town for work um and we, we used to live over there so we would go to kindo probably yeah. at least twice a week when we were like 22 23 years old right um, and the, the waitress knew us. She would just yeah. We, she would come over. She'd be like, "All right, two cherry cokes," and like just she just put the order in. Like she wouldn't even ask us if we wanted fucking menus, right? Um, so I get there today, and she's like, "Oh, I haven't seen you in forever." Oh like, my like, god. She's like, "Do you need a menu?" I was like, "Do I need a menu?" <laughs> the fuck do you think you? Sodium the fuck do you think I am, sodium, lady? Sodium, yeah. So, yes, extra sodium <laughs> with extra sodium. They do put onions in it, so it's a little bit but, healthy. Uh, Anyways, um, couple nutrients. It's. <laughs> Do you have a do you have a place like that where it's like it's like literally like we would go every every week twice a week probably for like four years and then he moved back to Colorado I moved out of Uptown I I think I go maybe once a year with him maybe yeah. she still fucking recognizes us she knows <laughs> exactly what to bring us and she doesn't even like bring us menus like at this yeah. point like she doesn't even ask us if we want menus um, do you have a place like that in your life uh for a while I did okay in college one of the bars like three blocks from campus close enough to walk and stumble back to the dorms yeah and we were there well my senior year probably like four five times okay. a week yeah for apps and so stuff you, you were norman it and up there yep yep it's and college town had enough turnover that there weren't too many people <laughs> like year to year who were yeah. like oh yeah you but then a couple of years after i graduated i go back in there and the waitress was one of the bartenders from when I was in college. Nice. She's, so, wings, super fries, and <laughs> rum and coke. That's see, <laughs> like, yes, well, sure. See, yeah, I love okay. I love bartending, but I have a terrible <laughs> fucking memory, so I would just I don't I don't recognize anybody. If you've ever like met me and like introduced yourself uh, as a fan of the podcast or even just a soccer person, like I pro- like if I've met you like four times, I probably right. would recognize you. Anyways, it's the other fucking the other fucking hilarious thing about this is like. We haven't, we haven't been, I haven't been in there probably regularly in like over 10 years. Yeah. This fucking woman hasn't aged at all. She looks the exact same fucking age as she so, was in so like, like 2000. Into a time yeah, in like 2008. Time or 2007, I think 2007 is when, or no. Yeah, he moved on like 2006. It's been like 12, wow. 13 fucking years. This woman has not aged a fucking day. I think she's got some like Dorian Gray type fucking painting down in the basement. She must. Where like they have have really shady fucking. uh, It's like one of the only uh, buildings uh, in Uptown that has not been renovated, and they have this really shady ass basement. She must have some Dorian Gray fucking painting down there uh, to uh, yeah keep her from aging. So. Because uh, I don't know if you heard about the Iron Front flag, Iron Front band being lifted, but we're going to rock some fucking Iron Front TIFO. So. Yeah. so, yeah, welcome, Bridget. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Um, I thought you were going to add a little more uh, moxie there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> how has your week been? Uh, it's been a little crazy. Yeah. Things at work have 
been a little ridiculous, but... Do you work for a multi-international conglomerate uh, like Martin does, like selling your soul <laughs> for, for not, pennies on the dollar? Not quite, but uh, similar, yeah. Close, close enough. You know, um, every cool. time we... you finish one thing, you turn around and there's 50 other things to do and... That's, that's cool. We can't all be like abortion crusaders like me, so... <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally get it. Um, well, we have, we actually, since we have Bridget here, we're not gonna fuck around with this uh, bullshit uh, small talk. We actually have a real, actual journalist, someone who actually gets into the press box, um, unlike the Daves, uh, <laughs> someone actually who has some journalistic credibility. And so we're gonna, we're gonna uh, uh, pick a brain and uh, just sort of see what we have to talk about. We have a lot of stuff from Minnesota United. Obviously, there's a lot of news. Yeah. Um, we have a game to talk about. We have a game upcoming. Uh, we're just going to talk about the Sporting Kansas City game. Uh, I'm going to try and get someone else in on Thursday to talk about LAFC. So we're not going to hopefully drawn on too long. Um, but I just wanted to, uh, yeah, so that's what kind of what we're going to be doing here. Um, again, uh, Martin doesn't normally kick this to me, but if you like the content here each week, if you think you've learned a little bit more about our beloved Minnesota United or just soccer in general, or if you just like uh, listening to me drone on about uh, sodium on top of sodium on top of sodium, um, you can go to patreon.com backslash the Daves I know to help support the Daves that you know. Um, all that money we raise, we're actually going to, I'm commissioning a trophy for the uh, yes. Minnesota Futsal Charity Shield. We can talk a little bit about that too, because you were part, you were technically, you were, you were with of. us in spirit, let's put <laughs> yes. it that way. Um, I'm commissioning a, uh, a big ass trophy for that, and your, uh, your fine Patreon dollars goes to help... Uh, <laughs> pay the uh the guy i got making <laughs> make it designing that uh big ass trophy that i'm gonna unveil at some point this uh this winter so again Holding patreon trophy in his garage or or and, or you uh, know like website fees <laughs> and uh upgrading our equipment and shit like that that's what else that's the other thing it goes to anyways patreon.com backslash daves i know to help support the daves that you know let us jump into the uh first part of the of the podcast which is what the hell just happened um what the hell just happened portland timbers edition uh bridget what the hell just happened with the Portland Timbers on Sunday? Great question. Yeah. I mean, um, it was like a little bit of a game at the beginning, a sh- yeah. like just a like a Zoloft uh, fest in the middle, and then a <laughs> yes. little bit of game at the end, right? Is that? I mean, that's, that's yeah. how I described it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I actually found myself able to walk away from the TV for a few minutes here and there and not feel guilty about it, which was weird, but I missed absolutely nothing in those moments Yeah, I walked away. The rum hams has really hit me today. <laughs> yeah, no, I brought so. Already? Yeah, well, I, no, like, the, the rum is still on top. I think I think it really mixed in at all. Um, no, I was I brought uh, so we had just gotten back. We had spent the weekend uh, from Thursday evening until Sunday morning in uh, uh, beautiful Cayuga, Wisconsin, oh, yeah. in the northern northern Wisconsin, about thirty minutes south of Ashland, so thirty minutes south of like the mm. south shore of Superior. Okay. With my uh, my amazing mother-in-law um and my uh, uh, super amazing grandfather-in-law um my son's great-grandfather and my and his grandmother my anna's mom and uh and i love i love them dearly um i can deal with them in like small doses and even in bigger doses uh we got back from uh we got back into town around 1 30 uh like well probably like around one ish actually yeah. and we put ragnar down for a nap and uh, around two i was like oh, i'm gonna get you know head over down to down to the black heart and you know just let me know like if you guys want to come down with ragnar and she's like if you just hold off for like maybe like 15 more minutes and see if he wakes up then you can just take him down there yourself <laughs> i was like okay clearly anna needs to recover from yes. spending time with her family who she loves but it's also like very stressful luckily literally she says that i was like okay cool and i like take off start taking off my shoes and like less than five minutes later he's like he's up and i'm like okay cool let's, <laughs> let's go, go ragnar so yeah me and ragnar were hanging out at the bar um watching the, and he was like super fucking chill like the chill as he's been and uh, yeah it was like a really like awesome game to bring because like there really wasn't any like cheering i didn't really have to like worry about him he like fell asleep in like multiple people's arms so yeah that was that was you fuck thank you Minnesota united you put my you put my child (laughs) to sleep multiple times in at four o'clock in the afternoon so i really appreciate that so um let's talk about a little bit the game specifically though what was the best moment of the game for you uh against portland uh best moment was probably there were a few molino and gray goose runs uh that looked like they could definitely go somewhere um, and then they didn't. And then they didn't. Yeah. Um, DQ's 1v1 with Clark. Quintero just takes off down the center. One-on-one with the keeper. And then we'll skip right into the worst moment of the game. His <laughs> 1v1 with Clark turned into him basically throwing the ball away because he couldn't get past the outstretched oh, arm after yeah, that, an extra touch. Was that, yeah, that one he just took like 
five too many touches, yep. basically. Yeah. If he had just shot it a yard in front of Clark, there it would have been it. There were a few like that that were just yeah. like they all seem to. So for me, they all kind of blend together. Like, because <laughs> yes. um, yeah, like there was the Molina one. There was the Molina one right right at like you know in the in stoppage time yeah. where he like just shoots it right into fucking Steve Clark's chest <laughs> and like literally anywhere else. Target practice. On um, yes, yeah. Yep. Um, the, you know, the, you know the guy wearing uh, the target on his chest. That's the other guy, <laughs> the other the fucking end of the of the uh, of the pitch, man. Um, so yeah, so the, it, it seemed to me like on balance, just like I haven't, haven't gone back and watched the game, um, just because I have a life and shit. Uh, <laughs> but just going like thinking back to that game uh, was just mostly um, like I don't remember Portland having many chances. I it just I feel like uh, it didn't feel they, like they, they had a shit ton of shots. And they and obviously Vito made like what eleven saves or whatever twelve saves, 12 saves. Yeah. Um, but nothing nothing seemed like hard. I think there was like no. one like relatively hard save, um, but everything seemed like just relatively routine. It was like that um, if you remember uh, when we played the the Netherlands in that um, knockout round game in two thousand and was it two thousand and fourteen yep. where Tim Howard made like. 25 saves or whatever <laughs> and yes he made some amazing things but like most of them were just like they were shooting into his chest that's yeah. what i felt like we were just like shooting into steve clark's chest like i don't think steve clark had to make too many um there was a couple shots that obviously went like just wide or whatever where yeah. there were great balls that went just wide but we were just like really literally like shooting like right into his hands right into his chest right into his feet so drop right on top of it yeah. nothing crazy so that so like to that fact I don't I mean I don't really know what our best moment of the game was other than like getting out of there with a point like we tried to give that game away to to Portland yes we did and uh, everybody like I don't know um, uh, Michael Boxo put Brian Fernandez like tiny little tiny Brian Fernandez in his pocket and was just like oh <laughs> it's nice of you to be there Brian Fernandez in my pockets um, yeah that's probably the best moment of the game was just like the fact that Portland had literally nothing like in the last two games we played Portland they've had some really um, Oh yeah, some really like, like good opportunities that like yeah. Vito made some amazing saves. Like there was nothing. I w- didn't feel. Um, it's like watching a Liverpool match. Where, like you're like, okay, I don't really feel like they're going to ever score. Yeah, you feel comfortable. Yeah. You're you're, you're not getting too tense or upset at anything. It's yeah. just okay if it if it goes. Yeah, which is like we'll not not a feeling I'm used to having with this no. particular team. <laughs> no. But um, it was weird because I was so I had just come back from spending the weekend in Duluth got home right at kickoff and watched it with my mom who was cursing the whole game and kept <coughs> looking at me like why aren't you cursing why aren't you jumping around like oh and mom I, you have I'm no just, idea I'm just sitting there like huh what uh yeah I I don't know <laughs> I'm gonna go and pack something grab a beer I'll yeah. be back <laughs> That's that's the uh, getting my parents into soccer. That's now they're the same thing. Like, oh, what about you know? They talk about that game. I'm like, oh yeah, no, that game was totally whatever. It was like, eh. why didn't you shoot the fuck? Yeah, um, well, that's well, Minnesota United. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about your worst moment of the game. Um, I don't necessarily have a specifically worst moment of the game, other than there was that one. There was that one time uh, I can't remember. What, I think it was in the first half when Ebobise got in and uh, would have like just takes a. a too much of a touch, and yep. Vito's able to like, um, like smother the ball. Like, I think that was probably like their their best opportunity to score a goal. Yeah. And it was basically like if Ibubisi doesn't take a heavy touch, he puts that behind Vito Venone. Vito was definitely not ready for it, but all it took was that. Yeah. That extra touch. Yep. Yep. And it wasn't, it wasn't extra. It was just like a, it was just like a heavy touch. Like right. he just he wasn't able to finesse it as much as he'd wanted to. So, and Ibubisi like, to be fair, was like one of the guys who actually like cut Minnesota open a couple times in Minnesota when they were yep. here for the uh, MLS match and then the open cut match uh, a couple days later. So, um, so he had a, you know, whatever. Yeah. He's usually Fuck the that one guy. that you're watching for. Yeah. And him and that in tiny, tiny Brian Fernandez. Th- yep. Who's like, he's like a little munchkin. He's like a, he's like a Smurf you can put in your pocket. He, he ran straight into the brick wall a few times, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Fox, he just leveled him. Yes, he did. Trying. Yeah. Um, all right, so your uh, most what the fuck moment of the game? The fact that we are accepting that Vito is man of the match every game, just general terms, is okay. what it's coming down to Expe- for me. Explain, this please. So he, we stay over and over. Defense starts in the front, and yet we're always. Just going straight to Vito. Are you saying Vito's not a good goalkeeper, Bridget? Is that what you're trying to say? No. He's a great (laughs) goalkeeper. 
But I'm trying to, I'm just trying to get, get you and get some gotcha journalism. Sorry, I'm not a journalist. Well, I actually I I laughed at this quote from Heath. Um, so obviously, Look how professional I, she is, ladies and gentlemen. Like literally, fucking pulling I, on quotes. I have an email. <laughs> um, and let me find that one again here. So Heath was asked if he thinks that Vito's performance kept United in the game, which obviously with with 12 shots, yeah, basically. I mean, if they're on Uh, target, like, you got to stop them. Right. (laughs) But his first thing is, well, I'm trying to think of a really, really classic save. He just saved the ones that he should have saved, and we needed them. (laughs) At this point, we're just coming down to, yeah. That's Keeper made the saves. That's fucking Adrian Heath in a, in a nutshell, right? That guy really just speaks is. in, like, platitudes and uh, uh, shitty catchphrases and sayings <laughs> and uh, takes all the credit, takes none of the blame. Fuck that guy. Um, I don't know. My most what-the-fuck moment of the game is, like, after the game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of echo you, but, like, like, basically calling out his team for having fucking diarrhea? Like, having a that fucking was, bug? That was ridiculous. Like, no, number one, they, they've apparently, from... Everything I've read from, uh, like, the credible journalists, like, apparently this bug's been going around the fucking locker room for several weeks. Yep. What the fuck, man? (laughs) Like, fucking quarantine (laughs) that shit, right? Like, don't come to... It's like, I go... Like, I'm sick... I don't even... I I literally fucking work from home by myself. Like, I could could do all... I could do all of my work and never interact with somebody for, like, a week to, like, just fucking quarantine myself. And I have a fucking kid who's sick all the fucking time. I do that. Like, just don't yeah. come to fucking work. You can, you can run. You can train. Like, I get it. Like, I mean, th- there was a. Um, I don't know if you ever listened to the Dan Libertard show, but they actually asked a question. Like, because um, one of there's a, a, a football player who like on Monday called in sick with the flu, and basically he's like he's trying to get a trade. But I'm like, he actually asked a good question. Do football players get uh, paid sick days? I don't That's- know if they do or not. I was feel the same way question. about uh, about Minnesota United and yep. about soccer players. Like, yep. if they don't if they don't get paid sick days, so now the, the other question is like, where like because St. Paul has uh, a sick day ordinance, um, they should technically get sick days because I think they are they do the majority of their work in St. Paul. I mean, the team will probably argue that they do the majority of their work in Blaine. Yes. Um, but I think that the city of St. Paul may beg to differ on that and so i might actually Most reach out to my uh, city council yeah should come through i actually might reach games. out to my city council member and see and see about that because uh you know if they're getting the shits you know if you're getting montezuma's revenge um stay the fuck home man don't get everybody else sick well it was even better a few weeks ago when that first started going around and somebody had an issue and everyone was just calling it an issue yeah until we get down to the post-match presser Oh, you've been you've been in those. Yep. <laughs> okay, I have some questions about those. We are uh, <laughs> later. <laughs> so you know, in like ten minutes. Once once Heath's done, we're gonna go into the locker room as the players are getting themselves cleaned up, and we're gonna be right next to him, right in the middle of them, asking questions. And somebody asked, "So why?" I don't even remember which player it was, but somebody left the game with an issue, an illness, as it was called, for most of the night, mm-hmm. and. The last question of the press conference was, so, how's he doing? Is it a knock? Do we have to worry about it for next week? Oh, no, it's nausea, diarrhea. It's It's been going around. And you could kind of feel everyone in the room go, oh, cool. We're about to walk into that room in yeah. about 30 seconds. And uh, I just, great. I guess cool. I just don't understand what... So, I mean, maybe we need to get, like, an actual medical doctor. If you're a medical doctor and you want to come on the Dave Zeno podcast to actually talk about this, um, I'm curious as to, like, what disease would be going around right now that would be passed on. Like, normally I get, like, you need to, like, there needs to be some sort of, I, I don't know. Like, I know these guys, like, obviously they're they're playing up against one another. The right. defenders and forwards are going up and they're getting close and whatever. And uh, other shenanigans, what have you. Um, it just seems odd that this thing has been going on for going on several weeks now i mean they spend enough time together it is kind of like an office job where things do tend to go around more than once it's like it evolves between rounds and (sighs) sure i guess weird little i mean i was a wrestler so like they're like whenever but you know it was like so there would be like guys who would get get ringworm and then you're like you're wrestling with those and you don't like realize it right away but eventually you figure out like okay a couple guys got ringworm you fuckers stop being in the room. We're going to yep. fucking scrub the mats. We're going to like, and you're not going to be in, I don't know. I'm just, I'm dubious. Um, 
but I'm just it is I, weird. I'm paid to be dubious, and I by paid I mean Patreon.com backslash Daves I know um, to help support the Daves. The, you know, be dubious. Uh, who's your favorite new star of the game? At going against my own rule <laughs> here, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say Vito. You just uh, you just savaged him, <laughs> and now you're going to give him the star of the game. No, no, you, that you're 100 percent correct there. Um, the front four was absolute shit. I would you could even say like the back seven. Um, uh, yeah. With, I mean, Grey Goose played really well. Ozzy Alonso played really well. The the, the back line, uh, I don't. They re- had their moments, but I kind of forgot who was playing up front at times. Yeah, exactly. I don't know about. Uh, I don't know why WMT um, didn't start and Chase Gasper did, but Gasper put in a, a decent shift for. I don't he think did. he was expecting to start. Um, no. And uh, and ba- Michael Boxall and then you know Ike Parra and then Leap and Larry coming in and uh, really just taking care of business. Um, he, he unexpected. Was solid on that one. Unexpected. Yeah. He's a, just a, you know, Leap and Larry Olam is a fucking professional. That's, that's you know, it's Leap and Larry Olam comma fucking professional. That's what, it's, <laughs> that's what it says on his business card. So um, I have to give it to Manone, too. Like, you make, you make 12 saves. That's, I think that's a team record number of saves. It is, yeah. Something like that. So, like, yep. yeah, you, make, you, you get the team record for saves. You, you, keep up, you save us a point in Portland and get us, like, two points closer to qualifying for the playoffs. You're the fucking man of the match, uh, star of the game. And, and he takes... All responsibility for anything that goes wrong back there. He's not, he's not yelling at anybody. He does. Yep. I mean, he, he's yelling at. He, he does yell. He's at yelling at Darwin Quintero from like fifty <laughs> yards out when the <laughs> fucker's not tracking back or not tracking back. Um, all right. Who's your next Freddie do uh, award for the shittiest player of the game? I mean, uh, yeah. Other well, than yeah, the obvious. All the, yeah. all the players who we kind of forgot were there. Yeah. Um, I had completely forgotten that Lude was playing. Oh, he had such, spot. and he had a terror. Oh my god. We were so we were at Blackheart, and uh, I literally I was sitting um, like right in the middle of the bar, um, but like like around the the rail facing the uh, facing the big screen, and I heard Colin Solberg in like one ear literally say, "Man, that looks like Alexi Gomez shooting," and then literally, <laughs> not not a split second later, like on the other side, like I think it was uh, Bill McGuire. Um, not Doctor Bill, but the the good Mil- the good Bill McGuire um, say the exact same, almost the exact same thing. And I just I heard it in like both ears. It's like you know like when you're like listening to something in stereo, yep. but it's like not quite synced up. So it's like <laughs> one ear. So it felt like that. I was like, holy shit! Like, I'm I'm holding my son. I'm like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Like, am I listening to a goddamn Beatles album? You know, like yes. all of a sudden it's like like a, a stereo phonic like experience yep. for me at the at the fucking black art. That's I when I saw that that was my first thought too yeah and i actually pulled up twitter to say that was kind of gomez-esque yeah and then i you saw like, the daves posted i waited a, a second uh, and i was like oh everyone else is already <laughs> on that <laughs> yeah that was uh that was uh yeah i'm gonna give it to rob Alut. uh i keep hearing about all these great runs that he makes and you can definitely see that he creates space for himself he does um but I haven't seen any like we hit, number one like other than he scored that goal in Atlanta obviously right that's that's yeah. great but like other than that he hasn't actually I don't know if he's actually put anything on frame other than that goal I think everything has been wide or high um, it's just a really wide high or offside yeah or offsides and it's just really frustrating like yeah maybe he's like great at creating space for himself but like I haven't seen him create that for other players and like I said other than that like, other than that one goal in the Open Cup um, on the second half. Uh, we just blitzed Atlanta for right. the first like ninety seconds of the yep. of the second half. He hasn't done jack shit, and and for, for him to be getting starts over players like Miguel Ibarra mm-hmm. and um, Kevin Molino in certain circumstances seems very odd. So I'm gonna give it to uh, Robin Lude. Uh, the more I see him, the more I think, especially when he's played with Quintero, that he's almost trying supposed to be the target to give Darwin a little time and a little space. Okay. Yeah. But. That's not how they play he's him. He's not, no, and he's, <laughs> and he's not flashy enough to even be that guy anyway. Yeah, because everyone kind of forgets that he's in that space, and it's oh yeah, he got a little space, but it goes twenty feet over the crossbar, and it doesn't matter. Cool. All right, great signing. That's what United. <laughs> um, hopefully, I mean, literally, like, I'm kind of joking. I, ho- I think he'll bet in with the team fairly well. Like, he definitely, you definitely can see that he's got potential. Yes. And that he knows what he's doing. He's not. He's not an idiot. He knows exactly what he's doing. It's just, I don't think he's in sync with the rest of the team yet. It doesn't seem like yeah. it. Yeah. No. Um, and the other thing too, like, also in this game, like, uh, not even in the eighteen. Uh, or Chacon was in the eighteen, but like Angel Rodriguez. I don't know what the fuck's going on with Angel Rodriguez. You're a, you're a journalist. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> I saw. I watched Angel Rodriguez walk into the match uh, last the last Sunday. 
Um, yeah. Literally, I saw him get out of his car. I was standing by the fucking United sign waiting yep. to do a, a event for the Sierra Club. Um, they were doing a bike event, and I was going to talk oh, about, nice. like, transit and, the, uh, and bike, bike infrastructure and pedestrian infrastructure at the stadium and, like, the work that we've done to, like, help make it better yeah. and better. Um, and so I'm standing at the United Center waiting for these, all oh, like, 100 bikers to show up. And I see Angelo get out of his uh, Ford like, Escapade or whatever. <laughs> uh, he's got a big-ass fucking SUV, like, Ford SUV. And I, I wave at him. I'm like, hey, good luck. And then I hear, like, later, like, someone's like, oh, yeah, he, Angelo wasn't even in the locker room at all after the game. <laughs> I was like, what in the actual fuck just happened? My, so, so I'm not able to we're get di- out. We're to diving into other United news right yeah. now. And we're making, and we're, and we're conjecturing. So <laughs> let's call it a conjectured United news. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm not able to get out to the training at all because I have, have a, job. a day job. Yeah. Um, I've tried a couple times yeah. to just disappear for a couple hours. It doesn't work out too well. Um, Pay this person, people. <laughs> but my guess is, I mean, if you go from starting him to not having him in the 18 at all, it looks like maybe we're just resting him an extended rest to get him through to these last few games. That's that's what I hope. Okay. As, as a supporter, that is what I hope is happening, and that we're kind of giving everyone else a chance to, you know, see if they can make some waves. Okay. Which obviously isn't happening. Cool. So All right. tomorrow night, I mean, he was on the, his picture was on the little pre-match thing. Okay. That they put out today. Okay. Not well. that that means anything. Um, Good to know. I mean, Christians was on that pre-match thing too. <laughs> so, well, there you yeah, go. I'd so, uh, other United news. Um, so, Brent Coleman, last we spoke, was suspended for ten games for violating yeah. the substance abuse policy. Um, I wore my uh, Brent Coleman jersey to the bar on sa- on Sunday in solidarity <laughs> because I Good. think. Uh, uh, the, the fucking substance use policy is like draconian and uh, outdated and needs to be fucking changed. And I really hope that they, when they strike uh, next year, that this is part of the changing of that. Um, also, he was an idiot for not just going to the uh, doctors at Minnesota United yeah. and be like, "Hey, I'm taking this, or should I take this?" So I, and, I understand and he took both full sides. Responsibility for that. Yeah, part. but that's. I mean, he literally fucking asked to. Like, there's no I, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like gun to his head. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, not take responsibility that's for this true. thing? You know? Uh, I mean, I do give him credit for jumping on it really fast, putting yeah. out a statement like that, a well thought out statement. So the fun, th- the fun thing is like literally the MLBPA um, sent out a memo to all the, the Major League Baseball players about like. <laughs> Uh, I don't, did you see this about like uh, no. drugstore or uh, gas station dick pills? Apparently, like um, the MLB movie players were taking drug, uh, were taking like gas station dick pills, like the ones oh you see God. at the counter, like a uh, Super America or whatever. Um, I don't know why. I mean, theoretically, to like boost their confidence or something. Anyways, they were getting busted as part of like in drug testing. Because there's you like, mean those aren't FDA regulated? They're not. Weirdly, <laughs> weirdly enough, the uh, gas station dick pills, not FDA regulated. Who would have thunk it? Anyways, so I was like, I, I kind of just I was like, maybe he's, Brent's like just needs a little pick-me-up. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with that. Just need a pick-me-up. Whatever. I mean, they will not say what it was or no. give any hints as to what it was. And that's so good. They, they definitely shouldn't. Like no, the the, yeah, the The uh, players' union definitely shouldn't, and the league definitely shouldn't, and... Um, yeah, so hopefully we'll see Brent next sometime next year in a Minnesota United uniform. I am having my doubts about that, although having uh, probably at least three or four games um, being suspended at the beginning of the year probably doesn't help his uh, trade value and getting somewhere else no. in the league, at least at the uh, start of the season or next year. So we'll see. Also, he's always in so fucking Heath's doghouse, so he, he wasn't going to see the fucking field anyway. So who the fuck, you know, he who might the fuck knows. be at training all the time. Once the ban is up, or he might um, take a paid vacation like Demidov. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he's not, oh no, he's not going the way of Demidov. Like Brent Coleman has value in this league as no, a as a uh, U.S. as a U.S. Uh, center back. He's a very valuable backup uh, center back, um, and it, he's my favorite does, player. So with him being the second player in just a few months. There's only been like four total though, right? In, in their entire yeah. But it makes me wonder if. With negotiations starting up now, if the league is going to try to get stronger policies, stronger repercussions for these things, that'd be the worst. Don't do that. Don't do not do that. MLS players union, please do not do that. 
More steroids in the game. More. Yes. More. All more. the steroids. Can never have enough. All right. Uh, other news. Minone makes team of the week as the goalkeeper, obviously. And uh, Jan Gregush, uh, who had a very solid uh, and quiet game, uh, makes the bench. I, yeah. um, I think Jeff Ruder in his uh, most recent column made the case for Gregush as being in the M- MLS best 11 this year. Um, he's got like the 14th most assists. He's got like nine yeah. assists. Um, he's been probably the best box-to-box uh, midfielder in the league, in my opinion. I and I think a lot he's of people. Consistent match the match. Yeah. You always know exactly what you're gonna get he with st- him. He started off. It started off a little shaky for him, but like once he got his footing in MLS, like the guy's been. I mean, we 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 always sort of we've been you know me and Martin have been chatting about like who is like who is the uh, who's the difference here? Was like, is it Manone? Is it Ike, is it Ozzy? Is it Gregor? Like, you know, is it Vito? Who you know? Who yeah. knows? Like, it's it literally, um, all four, like all five of those guys have been amazing pickups. Like, literally, you know, the the joke is like, oh yeah, we had no fucking direction for these first two years, and we didn't have any direction in this first two years. I don't, and I would argue we don't have any. So you still don't have any direction. We just like went five for fucking five on our <laughs> signings this yep. year. We went we and to be fair, like we went like one for thirty in our first two years, and so like yes, you know. Regression, regression to the mean. Eventually, you're gonna get some signings right, <laughs> right? So like, it's so only like, pe- a matter of time. People are always like, "Oh, you gotta give Heath credit now for like this turnaround." I'm like, "Well, do we? How much credit does he actually get?" And we've had this discussion multiple times. We're not gonna do it right now. Um, anything you wanna say about Manone and Gregus <laughs> making team of the week and all that stuff? Sorry, I'm just but rambling. I would add to that that um, Ozzy seems like the more vocal leader out of the back, mm-hmm. um, especially as we heard the other night. Very vocal. <laughs> yes. Well, Greg is kind of the is one of the and Ike and Vito super composed throughout the game. Doesn't matter what's happening, but they're the ones who will look at all the other guys and you know motion to settle to just keep pressing forward, move on, not mm-hmm. to get too like fed up in the in the back yep. over things going wrong. And that's the consistency that they needed. We saw that occasionally previously. You know, Calvo could do that for one game. Coleman could do that for one game. But to have that consistently each game throughout the game, if one of those guys is having a bad moment, another one's usually fairly positive and able mm-hmm. to keep things pushing again. So. Yep, stepping up and yep. and keeping the yeah flow going. Uh, great points, Bridget. A yeah. uh, couple other things. Team, the team announced uh, the pay-as-they-play playoff tickets. Um, so basically, if you are in the supporter section or, or in any, you have a season ticket in the in the stadium. Um, the team announced uh, in a season ticket ho- uh, holder newsletter earlier this week that um, they have they've already announced that the, what the, the price of the tickets are. They are going up incrementally. Um, I believe yeah. in the supporter section, uh, tickets are twenty-four for the first game. 27 for a second round match and then 30 for the conference finals if we make it yeah. that far and then basically every all the tickets go up in sort of like three or five dollar increments um you're locked in if you want it you can opt out if you don't want it um which is totally totally cool i'm glad the team like put that out there i wish they would yeah. make that a little more public than just like s- sticking yes. into like a very <laughs> tiny part of the season ticket holder newsletter that i need to like which, which go we've through discovered multiple times this season people don't always read yes or clearly without reading every word clearly so if you uh if you are not wor- if you don't want to go to the playoff games like make sure you have Pull that uh, newsletter out of your delete, deleted folder <laughs> and click on it because you can opt out of it. Um, and but anyways, like they're, they're keeping the prices relatively low, twenty four yeah. bucks compared to like I think it's like twenty or twenty two. Twenty, I think, is what the actual like sports season tickets are normally in terms yes. of like the actual cost. Like yeah. they re- like retail for twenty two, um, so they're just upping up a couple bucks, um, which is great. Um, and you're not they're making you pay for the entire playoff strip like lot like baseball does like right. um which is great and i appreciate that so uh, good on the team but also like hey maybe make it a little more uh <laughs> transparent please um the magic number for minnesota is two they just need two points basically in their next uh three matches in order to secure playoffs they still control their destiny for the, sec- the number two seed um including playing a match at seattle at the end of the year which m- probably will determine seeding um so this team could Looks be the number like two seed and host two playoff rounds if they assuming they win their first round, which would be fucking amazing, it would. Um, you know they're very close to also not hosting a round in the uh, first <laughs> round of the playoffs. Um, and theoretically, there is a non-zero chance that this team could just completely shit the bed the next uh, three matches and totally miss the playoffs. Although the rest of the West is probably going to um, combine to make that not happen. I'm guessing as, this team is as we've seen the last couple of weeks. Nobody really wants it, yep. and we'll just have to keep battling it out until you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Seattle dropping points everywhere. <laughs> um, 
uh, Colorado winning games they shouldn't be winning over <laughs> playoff teams. It's just a, it's a really the the only West, team winning games. Yeah, the West is really sh- fucking weird. Uh, really fucking weird. Uh, why don't you tell us about the other the other two bits of United news? Uh, well, I, this one I didn't see until like literally a few minutes before we started podcasting. So there's the Mason Toy discipline action <laughs> again. Mason so that toy. is his second straight simulation or embellishment discipline in two straight games. Yeah. Uh, that was a was a bit of a dive. I didn't really think so when I first watched it, but after watching it a few more times. Can't um, cheat if you're not trying. Exactly. I mean, other guys get away with it repeatedly, and you're not going to be that guy unless you try. So it's true. Why not? Yep. Um, and... In other news, I didn't see this until just this morning, uh, but they're opening a second branded futsal court in Hamlin Park. Yep. Grand opening is going to be Friday, I want to say 4 to 6, 30? I think it's 3 to 6. 3 to 6? Yeah. So right. we had uh, the Dark Clouds, had, we had been having some discussions about helping do some stuff around this. Um, things fell through with permits and stuff like that. But, um, yes, Hamlin Park, it's uh, – the basically the corner of uh, Thomas and Asbury, um, in between oh, yeah. Snelling and or, or the, yeah Thomas and Asbury, in between Snelling and Asbury, um, there's a, a park there that's it's about it's less than six blocks from the stadium, um, and that is the second the first court was open on the uh, West Seventh uh, Community Rec Center where we played our amazing uh, futsal <laughs> charity shield podcast tournament, um, and we're gonna probably play hopefully play one. Uh, at this park next year in the spring or in in, yeah hopefully after all the snow and all that shit melts but yeah that's opening this this weekend um i know target's heavily involved the u.s soccer federation's heavily involved um minnesota united's minnesota united branded i'm not sure exactly sure i know they talked about having a big sort of party for it but uh yeah um if you live in the midway or you live in st paul or you just want to come hang out apparently there's gonna be like a like a like a ceremony ceremonial kickoff um I might just show up in all my goalie gear and just like <laughs> dare kids to like shoot like shoot at me. Um, yeah, I know for the last one they had kids from the neighborhood yep. plus uh, kids of a couple players and staff members. I think Jamie Watson was out there with his kids kicking around. Yeah, three three so. p.m. on Friday um, should be fun. Uh, and then yeah, there's it's gonna be there. Like literally, the courts are like totally free. Yeah. Um, even they're free to run. So if you just want like like you're like, hey like we're gonna have like we uh, decided to do the futsal tournament. We just called up the parks i'm like hey can we just like have this court reserved from like for like yeah. four hours and like yeah sure whatever and they oh, literally put up a they printed off like a sign like laminated and like put it on the <laughs> stuck on there like four days early like this is awesome. this reserve from 11 to 4 on this day and uh so yeah so uh definitely get some get some friends um they, they are so they're bigger than you think in terms of like the size yeah they are concrete so like keep that in mind don't play <laughs> four games in like five hours uh, or your knees might um, literally murder you the next day. Sounds so like you're speaking from experience. Keep here. that in mind. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Um, speaking of that, Bridget, you were so you were supposed to be at the futsal tournament. I was. You were gonna you were gonna be our coach. Um, you were a coach in spirit, and uh, therefore you beat Carl Craig twice. Yes. Um, that's I that, did. that's where sc- I'm, that's. I'm putting that on my that resume. Is, that is in my record book. Um, <laughs> Bridget beat Carl Craig twice in coaching soccer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I told you. Uh, so Chris Lidholm, our ringer, our ringer, uh, yeah. he uh, he put on. So the other thing I want to mention too, uh, not this is like semi-related United news. If you're still listening to this shit, um, Dark Clouds end of the year uh, awards uh, party slash charity auction um, to benefit a couple of different organizations this year is happening October 10th. At the Black Heart of St. Paul, um, it's a Thursday. Uh, it's going to start at I think six thirty. Um, we're hoping that we'll have some players there because obviously we're going to be in the playoffs. Right. Um, so we last year we had uh, Eric Miller, um, who was the backup goalkeeper to Bobby last year. Mick. I don't know. So Eric I, Miller, I the backup goalkeeper to Bobby Shuttleworth, <laughs> um, and then and then Michael Boxall, who donated um, shoes like. Uh, unworn shoes he like wrote like a really fucking awesome note and he showed up and uh was like taking pictures signing autographs dude smelled amazing like <laughs> i wanted to go home with that guy and i was married i'm like with a kid on the way i was like i eh, know i mean i'm gonna go home with bob with uh, michael boxel here um who's a very nice guy who has a second kid on his way now 
Um, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, they had a, they had like a gender reveal thing at the at the match that, the other day. That was for it looked like another couple. Oh. Oh, oh, I thought, okay, I thought that was for Michael Boxall. Nope. Okay, never mind. That was for a couple of okay. stands. Oh, okay, so he, they asked Michael Boxall to do that. Oh, right, yeah. no, never mind. Anyways, <laughs> um, Dark Clouds, uh, end of the year charity auction. Uh, if you are a member of the Dark Clouds, you should have gotten, you see, anytime you get the, the Wednesday newsletter, there's links there to vote on uh, awards. Um, there's, if you want to donate something, uh, if you have uh, something of value, um, whatever it is, experience, you work at a, a bar or whatever, you want to give us something, you can always hit me up just uh uh, message me at Texas Zeller. Um, I sort of head up the charity auction portion of that. Um, we're going to have it at Blackheart. It's going to be amazing. Um, we do always get players that are there. We do give out the awards, including player awards, as well as uh, Dark Cloud-specific awards, like Jackass of the Year, the Iron Skillet, uh, the uh, Tom Donovan Traveler of the Year. Sometimes we give out a Lifetime Achievement Award, the Buzz Lagos Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, named for uh, the aforementioned Buzz Lagos. So, yeah, if you are around... Uh, October 10th, um, come on down. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, we All the money that we raise goes to charity. And, uh, yeah, we're going to hopefully have Bark in the Bite uh, cater. Um, they have some really awesome, both uh, they're very obviously very meaty, but they also have some, like, really good uh, uh, vegetarian and vegan options as well. So, yeah, come on down for that. Um, all right, awesome. let's get into a couple other things. Ford, Madtown, Brodown. Uh, Madtown, Madison, the Flamingos, they beat North Texas uh, one nothing. Uh, the league league North Texas in their last home match uh, last weekend. Um, Carter Manley is the only loon who got a start. Uh, they play in Tucson on Friday and in Lansing for the last match of the year. The Mingos currently in fourth, play, fourth and final playoff spot. They control their destiny. Um, they're they on the road for the last two games. Chattanooga, who's in fifth, uh, one point behind the Mingos, but they have both ma- both of their matches are at home. Um, Tucson, uh, who we who they Mingos play on Friday, out of the playoffs. Lansing currently in second place who may or may not need a point in that match, probably won't need a point in order to secure the second seed. So Lansing may not have much to play for. Um, Mingos have everything to play for. Yes. And if you haven't been to a Mingos match uh, this year, obviously you can't go this year, definitely go next year. They are so much fucking fun. You went, right? Oh No, no. Oh. I, had, I had planned to a few times, and it fell through every single okay. time. So it is top of the list yeah. for um, next season. Peter Will has done some amazing shit down there. And also, oh, hey, sp- sp- speaking of the... Uh, the Dark Clouds uh, uh, end of the year party. I have a uh, Loons Mingos scarf <laughs> signed by Connor Tobin and JC Banks, two former uh, Loons. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I was trying to get Peter Wilt and uh, Neil Vladdy to sign yeah. it, uh, but I missed those guys when I was down there. <laughs> but yeah, but fucking Connor Tobin and uh, JC Banks signed the scarf. Awesome. I'll be up for the auction. We have a couple other bunch of really awesome shit. We'll, we'll talk a little more about that next week as I have some more stuff to talk about. But yeah. Anyways, um, let's talk about the upcoming match uh, tomorrow, or today as you listen to this, Sporking Kansas City. <laughs> um, the Sporks of Kansas City are coming to town. They are reeling. I don't think they've won a match in uh, five matches. Yeah, they, something uh, like that, yeah. Zlatan curb stomped them the other day. <laughs> um, best MLS player ever, Zlatan curb stomped uh, uh, Sporting. They gave yeah. up a, uh, a two-goal advantage to Colorado team had nothing to play for really and lost at home um this is a team that beat us uh down in sporting kansas city or down in uh uh the bad kansas city the uh kansas kansas city <laughs> a couple weeks ago um this team has nothing to play for really i mean they're they're technically they're still in the playoff hunt but really have nothing to play for and uh how bad so let's uh, let's start like we normally do who's good on kansas city so I bridget I, that's that's your cue <laughs> to talk <laughs> words words yeah. words <laughs> so I had to go to our uh, MLS Females writer down in Kansas City because I've I watched them more towards the beginning of the season. Haven't really followed the last few weeks, which have obviously not been great. No one has for no one has. No, that, not even in it, Kansas City. They've been following sounds it. Like yeah. That, yeah. Um, so I said, so who is consistently a bright spot um, who's not making any of the news that I've been reading about these? these horrendous matches a um, couple names that came to mind for me Garrison always somebody you want to watch for Johnny Russell somebody you want to watch for um, Beisler too but he is not going to be available due to yellow cards ha, take that Matt Beisler um, Benny Fellheiber is out injured so we don't ha, have to worry about take him take that Benny Fellheiber um, but Gutierrez Garrison uh, Graham Smith 
who is new and I guess still kind of getting comfortable. Who the fuck is Graham Smith? Uh, he was on. It sounds like he's kind of a chicone. He's been on the bench. Okay. Um, guess sounds like a like a shitty uh, Scottish uh, soccer player. <laughs> oh, there he is, Graham Smith. Yeah, looks like a yep. shitty Scottish soccer player. Anyways. But uh, he'll be available. And okay. It sounds like he may get a chance. Um, He's getting comfortable, pretty consistent when he is when he is on the field. Okay. Which it doesn't look like has been often because I had to look him up as well. Um, otherwise, I mean, the usual threats. Johnny Russell, Garso, they're pretty good on the counter. Midfielders are good. Um, actually, more stats here. Yeah. I believe it's Gutierrez is the let me find the full stats sorry let's no that's fine I can jump in here so um you're right those are obviously uh, Tim Alia is always a guy who can stand on his head and save save a match um other than that I mean there's not really honestly there's not really anybody else uh who you might want to I mean you know Graham Zussi is old um (laughs) their their defense it's 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 we talked about this the last time we were talking about sporting Kansas City. How how different, like literally how polar opposite, um, Kansas City and Minnesota went with the leaving of one Icopara, right? Yep. Like it's amazing that that one player can make that much of a difference. And I'm sure as like it's not all one player. Um, and we we kind of joked about like whether Peter Peter Vermees is actually going to stick around. Now I think Peter Vermees will like will always stick around. Like like he will leave on his own terms. I'm not saying right. that they will force Peter Vermees to leave, but um, you know, Kansas City has operated always um, very frugally, and that's kind of been their. It's been their 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 uh, one of the great parts about Kansas City. But all, and we when we talked about what we what we envision Minnesota looking like, a lot like a lot of times we talked about what Kansas City has built, right? Definitely. However, um, Kansas. I mean, you look now and like the well. So it's like it's. Very actually it reminds me a lot of like the Kansas City Royals in terms of like they had all these players peak at the exact right time. Yep. Um, they won the World Series. You know, Kansas City won MLS Cup in 2013. Uh, then, and they've been, you know, unlike the Royals, have been relatively decent for a while. But like, and they kept signing the player, like the signing the players that brought them there, um, and they just. Yeah, the, the sort of the other really like interesting uh, comparison would be some like Barcelona, where like they they get like all these great players, they all peak at the same time, they win something huge, and then they just keep like signing the players. They don't really re- re- replenish yeah. too well. They bring in a couple players, but like they don't work. Um, they they have a system that they're trying to play, but they're bringing in players who don't fit that system. And Peter Vermees clearly has a system that way he wants to play. Like yeah. Peter Vermees is, is is like you know he's obviously in talks for. The uh, or at least there was rumors and and conjecture about him taking the or you know being interviewed and people people really wanted me included wanted him for the U.S. job. I thought yeah. he would be a much better uh, U.S. coach than um, uh, Greg Berhalter would have been. Um, maybe uh, justified in that. All things said and done, uh, but I'm not going to chew my own horn. That's not that's not my style, ladies and gentlemen. Not um, at all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, but clearly, it's not working, and it. It hasn't really worked at all. Like they've made the playoffs the last couple of years, but like sputtering in and, and not really Definitely. and not really a contender, right? Like the last time they were actually like a legitimate contender in MLS Cup was probably in 2016 or 2017, maybe. So two years ago, yeah. at most, they're they're not going to make the playoffs this year with like barring yeah. some like m- like miraculous okay. collapse from from uh, Portland, um, which is not out of, out of the <laughs> and, and San Jose, no. which is also not out of the realm no. of, not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> Um, but barring a miraculous collapse, like they're out of the playoffs, um, they're in eleventh place right now. They're in eleventh. Like it's Minnesota has never been insane. in eleventh place. That, I mean, think about that. Like as bad as we have been, we have never been in eleventh place. They've conceded fifty-seven goals. Um, that defense, that vaunted defense that Sporting has talked about. And now we're sort of transitioning to who sucks. Is like is is garbage. It's a garbage defense. They've scored way more. I think they've scored more goals than they've scored in, in previous years. But yeah. it's because I think they're scoring a lot of goals Like when teams are like, what, whatever, we're winning four they, to nothing. Fuck it. Game states. They get them on the counter. Somebody gets yeah. in there and finds fuck some it. I'm going I'm I'm to channel fucking Martin here. Game states. Like, they're scoring a lot of goals <laughs> like in garbage time. Like, yep. when 
LA Galaxy is winning seven to one. Like, oh, right. they, they gave up a goal. Cool. Who the fuck cares? Seven to one. Um, well, yeah. So that stat I was trying to find was Gutierrez has the team best twelve goals this season. He's the fourth fourth midfielder to net double digits in a single season. That's cool. Like, why don't they have any forwards scoring multiple that's digit goals? Exactly. But it kind of. <laughs> So that's who so sucks. to me, it kind of feels like yeah. this is going to be a, a midfield battle tomorrow night because we've got, you know, our strikers can't finish. Yeah. Their strikers can't finish. They they also tend to play in a 4-2-3-1. It's going to be a one-on-one just counterattacks back and forth. And sure. It's, it's going to come down to Vito and Malia. Uh, God damn it. Fucking Vito. Just that one. <laughs> Don't need another rum hams. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I you know I'll also counter Roger Espinosa. Like seems to True. kill Minnesota United for some reason. Um, but you're right. Like it's and that's the thing. Like everybody has been saying for the last you know three years. Like if Sporting Kansas City just had a fucking striker, and well they had. Here's the problem. They had strikers. They had Dom Dwyer. They had mm, yep. other uh, decent strikers, and they they haven't been able to uh, connect on that at all. So, um, so yeah. So. They have the same, you know, as you mentioned in the notes, you have, they say they have the same struggles as Minnesota to finish. Um, however, like we have a much better defense than they do. So, True. if they want to take bombs from like 25, 30 yards out, <laughs> cool. Like that's that's where Vito makes his saves. Like yep, when exactly. Vito has like like can react and like all that. Like he doesn't have to. Um, like as long as Minnesota like and that's the other thing. Actually, I forgot to point out in the last game. Minnesota tied Montreal. Fucking Montreal of all teams for the least fouls ever in an MLS match <laughs> with two in that Portland game. Fucking Montreal. And, they, and Montreal that. set the record like 24 hours earlier. Oh, my God. Two fouls. One was Kevin Molino. <laughs> the fuck, man? Anyways. Which wasn't even a... It wasn't... Yeah. It wasn't even like a... a, a I think it was like an egregious foul. It wasn't even like... Like yeah. stopping anything or anything. So the officials like, I I need to give somebody a foul. So that yeah. that's gonna be you. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Talk about a fucking Zola fest or ambient fest that uh, Minnesota Portland match was. Jesus Christ. Um, I, all I right. actually unpacked from a trip right away for the first time, and I don't know how long. And it was all <laughs> while the game was happening. <laughs> eh. All right. So how should United play uh, play this uh, shitty ass Sporting Kansas City team? That's header number. Honestly, for the most part. Yeah. We beat them here earlier this year uh, in the Open Cup, and we lost down there uh, a few weeks ago on a Thursday. Why do they play these games in the middle of the week? I don't understand. It's but stupid. Because, yeah, we'll always, we'll have, we always get good people from sporting up, and we go down, we travel well, but, like, when you put these games in the middle of the week, fucking rivalry week or whatever. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Uh, MLS is, is a great organization about – Caring about this, soccer and, and whatever in the, in the U.S. Um, how do we play uh, Sporting Kansas City, Bridget? So for our for our own good, we need to stick with what we know here, which would be four two three one. Yep. Use the wings. Maybe minimize the crosses, but we have. I don't know if we can do that. <laughs> um, but if we go. We need to stick with what works. Unfortunately, they have a tendency to play 4-2-3-1 as well, which, as we've seen, uh, it was, I think, last month we went basically one-for-one, 1, 4-2-3-1 matchup, and that doesn't work well yep. for us. But if we switch formations, that also doesn't work well for us, as we saw with the 4-3-3 in Houston. We need to stick with what works. Well, we allow also, the guys who are confident in that system. No, 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 no. Like that, they also played a ridiculous fucking uh, people in that system. No, I, I agree. So it does not. Let's not. Let's not say like you can't play a four-three-three. Three. It's not just the formation. Or a four-four-two and and not be and not be successful. Um, what do you do? You see, uh, um, what do you see as like our. Uh, any does like what does anything change in terms of the start? Like, play the four two three one, same lineup, same people. Do you bring in someone for lewd? Uh, what, what would you, what changes would you make? I don't see Toy in the starting eleven. So who's who's up top then? Is it Dunlady or is it Rodriguez? <laughs> Both who don't seem to be in favor. And Dunlady, number one, Dunlady can't go can't go a full ninety. So you're clearly if it's Dunlady, you're bringing in Toy. 
probably my, in the 60th my minute. My preferred lineup, and if I'm right about us resting Rodriguez, okay. fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We, we can have hope. Um, would be to start, start Angelo. Dunlady does work well with Molino behind him. Okay. So start Angelo, go 60 minutes, bring in Dunlady up top. Molino dropping behind him. They have a pretty good system working. Pretty good pairing, I should say. Um, Metinair, too, really gets in on that. Okay. So working the wings that way seems to be a good system for us. So you're, th- you're, so you're just bringing Rodriguez for Toy, basically, and that's, yeah. the, that's the only change. Lude, Quintero, that, Molino. That would be the key one. I, I, I would like to not have Lude start. But I don't see that happening. <laughs> I would think that you're, we're you're going to stick with that. Yeah, you're a, a, <laughs> a reasonableist. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's you're right. Like that is, I think we can't do anything different. I, you know, we do what worked basically against RSL, which is more or less this lineup. Um, I think Toy starts. I don't think I don't think there's we don't see any changes honestly in uh, in this lineup. Other than uh, maybe WMT coming back in for Gasper on the on the left. That wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, so that's pretty much the only thing I can think that would change. And honestly, you know, I don't, I don't think honestly, th- it shouldn't matter. Like, it really we should, matter. we should win this game. Uh, like, there's not many times you can say like we should definitely beat Kansas City. We should have beat Kansas City down in Kansas City. We definitely should beat Kansas City up here. Definitely. What's your projection prediction for the uh, for the match? I'm gonna go two one win. Two one win. All right. I'm gonna go three nothing win. I think we lock right. that we lock that up. Puts us uh, one step closer to the second seed. I want to host two playoff games. I'm gonna get greedy now. I want to host two <laughs> playoff games. And I also want Heath fired. So there's uh, there's that. Um, I forgot to put in picks. So we're not gonna make picks for anything uh, other than this game. Um, I do have some fucking questions, though, for you, Bridget. Uh, we're sitting at about the uh, 54th minute, so we got some time. Um, All right. <laughs> if you want to, like, close the podcast, that's great. Um, tell me uh, tell me about uh, being in those post-game pressers. What is that like? It's, uh, it's always a surprise. Okay. Um, How so? There- <laughs> So there are the games where you go down there expecting a happy coach come come in, ready to answer some questions, ready to kind of throw some jokes around. Uh, big wins. He comes in. A little, little gruff and short. And then it could be a bad loss, and he comes in cracking jokes and hollering in the hallway a few weeks ago few months ago the schedule is weird um i remember hear him it it was a loss it, i don't remember which match it was now but no one really wanted to go downstairs and talk to him and we hear yelling in the hallway and everyone's going crap it's another one of those where he's you know, back at tcf where we hear him yelling through the cinder block walls in the locker room after giving up the lead and then he comes in giggling. And the yelling that we heard was him telling jokes with a couple other guys out in the hallway. And he comes in cracking jokes, giggles through the press conference. We get in the locker room. Everyone's pretty happy. <laughs> what, that's, what is going on? That's, that's fucking weird, right? <laughs> it is. Like, listen, I, so, yeah. And it, it changes how you're prepared to go in there because you're like, yeah. all right, he's not going to an- want to answer this question. I. I know exactly what the answer to this question is going to be. And then he walks in and it's, well, um, we could mix up that plan a little bit. There yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking weird, man. I, you know, I just, so I, I coached high school wrestling for uh, five years and like in the city of St. Paul. So like not like great wrestling or whatever, but like, right. and I, in my team, I had a, a really good wrestling team but i was still like i was definitely i'm very i'm a very passionate person anybody who has played sports with me 
or watch me play sports <laughs> recognizes that, right? And, and I've, I've mellowed in my in my older age, but um, I was coaching high school wrestling when I was like 23, 24. I was like in the throw, like I fucking was a competitive motherfucker. I was still playing like competitive ultimate frisbee, and I I would just I would lose my shit on the side. And it, that no, to be fair, not a great look, not the best trade of myself, and I understand <laughs> that, and I get that, um, but. I, I don't ever I never remember a time where I was just like get, get giddy or giggling after like getting the shit kicked out of us. I just I don't I, I guess I just that just bog like boggles my mind. I, I that yeah. guy is a fucking enigma, and I don't know how. So he, he finds the bad things in a in a good game, and then in a good game he's focused on the bad see, things. Which I mean I that's understand that's not healthy. Have to find the balance. That's not well, no. <laughs> that's that's not healthy. That's that's finding that's finding a balance to find a balance. That's not that's healthy. Yeah. That's not a healthy thing. Like, I I understand if you like are, like, you know, if your team is playing like shit, that's fine. You can say you know, team played like shit, and he's done that occasion. He also likes to throw people under the bus, but like, ah uh, man, I'm uh, that's just literally fucking <laughs> mind explode. Uh, God damn it. God damn it. Any other uh, fun journalistic uh, stories you can tell? I mean, you can off the record. <laughs> We're off the record right now. Yeah. Click. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, it, how it, is, it is actually surprising how many of those guys do smell good in the locker room. I will say that. Um, soccer, soccer players smell amazing. They do. Yeah. How is the... Uh, how is the press box fair at Allianz compared to at TCF? You get up, you get up to the press box on it's, occasion. Yep, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, quite are they, a bit they're, better they're than, not, they're than not skimping, TCF. Yeah, they're not skimping any money with uh, Justin <laughs> Sutherland up there. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Bill's not skimping any yeah, money on a, the uh, on the, the press it's feed. It's a pretty good spread. Okay, pretty good spread. I'd be interested to see what their there. budgets are like. I as, as someone I, who like oh, I know. runs, uh, you know, like several hundred thousand dollar campaign. Uh, I'm just, I'm kind of curious what they're spending their fucking money on. Um, just out of, you know, pure curiosity. So I mean, if you, if you, if you, if you are a person a who has access to the books, like, you know, you can <laughs> what's at me or whatever we can, that's a, uh, yeah. you know, Dropbox. I'll set up a Dropbox. You can <laughs> drop that shit in there. I'm just very curious. Yeah. Um, the nacho bar has become a, a regular. Yeah. But nacho they, bar. They mix it up a little bit. Okay. Too. Um, what's your favorite, what's your, been your favorite, uh, Press box uh, food item. They had a couple months ago. It was probably middle of the season. Some kind of hot shredded beef for the nachos. Okay. And I typically it was like a week. Like hot, like spicy hot, or like just like uh, spicy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not I mean, crazy spicy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it's Minnesota. Like some. Yeah. Let's be fair. <laughs> uh, some jalapenos and. Okay. But nothing crazy. But it was good. It was a, a midweek game. So I'm usually walking in there straight from work. If I'm going straight from work, that's on a, a match day. That's usually the first decent meal I've had all day. <laughs> okay. You know, yep. bars on the way in or, you know, protein bar for lunch or something. And then I get in there and I'm excited for like, all right, what are we having tonight? Let's, let's go. It's dinner time. Let's do this. Yeah. And that night it was it was pretty solid meal nice, nice. Um, they threw in some different things too there was last month they had and I they have little placards up saying exactly what what you're eating and sometimes I just don't bother reading them and I'm sitting there eating something that looks kind of like a, a fried potato of some sort and okay. then uh, Gabby uh, PR gal working with Durkee tweets out well i see everyone in the press box really liked the fried yuca today and everyone who glances at her tweet kind of looks around and looks at their plates and they're all like did you did you read the placard is that is that the yuca is that it was good <laughs> it was really good and everyone kind of went back up there looking for more like oh that fried yuca yeah all right let's do it you let's do some more you guys fucking delicious you guys <laughs> fucking delicious um all right so last question who is the um trying to figure out the best way to phrase that who is your most favorite player to talk to after the match i really appreciate boxy 
no matter what the result you is. Just, you just like listen to his Kiwi accent, don't you? I mean, that helps. I mean, it's very sexy. <laughs> he said it almost seduced me to like go home with him last year at the end of the Dark Clouds party. So Between the accent and the, and the body And the smell. Oh, yeah, no shit. Yeah, between the accent and the smell. Fuck. Yeah, I was like, Anna, sorry, I'm going to have to leave you. And like, that kid's going to grow up uh, a bastard, but whatever. Anyways. But you have, have boxy, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but no matter what the result is, he's there to answer questions. Even if he's not playing, he'll hang out in case somebody wants to come by. You know, he'll just stand there and talk to the younger guys who are getting ready to face the media. That's cool. Um, the rookies this year I've been really impressed with, too. Uh, Dane St. Clair and Gasper. Hassani uh, so Dotson as well. Just super composed. It's like they come straight out of MLS Media 101. Right that's into a the interview. good thing or a bad thing. So Chase Gasper looks like a, a dad. Yeah. I mean, does bit. he look like a dad in person? Like from you know from afar and on TV, he looks like he's got like a bald, like kind of like a balding spot <laughs> on the top of his head, and he just looks like he just looks like a like a dad, like a guy that I went to college with, who's like my yep. age, he's like thirty seven, <laughs> just running around playing soccer. Um, is he actually look to look like that in person, like up close, or is he like youthful? Not and all so that? much because he's tall enough that I don't really okay. notice the bald spot when okay. I'm standing there. So I, yeah. I kind of forget about it. Fair enough. Um, it helps that I went to college with the guy who receding hairline early. Um, oh, I had guys who were like, in high school. I went to like that, like literally had like they were like like back here. Yeah, like, yeah. So I, yep. I'm, I'm I'm familiar, but yeah. Yeah, one of my buddies had almost like a bowl cut to kind of cover it up and then finally just resorted to shaving his head. He's like, fuck it. But I, but I think about that party? all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then who is the, uh, who's the worst person? Who's the worst player to talk to in the clubhouse? You don't, you don't They've have to answer that if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say since, uh, ever since Calvo left. Things have been pretty good. Better. Okay. Yeah. Francisco Cabo, a yeah. shitty-ass uh, teammate and a terrible interview. Uh, you heard her from the lips of Bridget McDowell, <laughs> not from me at all. Uh, all right. Thank you. Not thank Bridget. All. Thank you so much for uh, for jumping in and helping us out here yeah. on, a, uh, on a Tuesday. Um, you can always find us at uh, com uh, at TDAKM on Twitter. I'm at Texas Eller. Martin is at Offensive Loons. Bridget, your Twitter handle, I, you want to use it because I don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> At BC McDowell. At BC McDowell. Um, at MLS Female. Uh, yes. They do amazing work. Um, it's uh, you cover all the teams now. Is there a person for every team? Not quite. Not quite every team. So if there's a team that you haven't seen us cover, we we try to. And you are a female. Spread it around. Yes. Yes. Or female Let identifying. Uh, yeah. Reach out to Bridget. Um, you also edit for them, don't you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. Fucking Bridget's moving up in the world. She's uh, way cooler <laughs> and uh, way better than uh, me and Martin. We just <laughs> sitting like you know, uh, fucking uh, whatever the drink, drink some rum drink, hams. Yeah, and we drink, drink rum hams and talk shit about this this fucking team. Uh, she actually goes into the trenches and talks to these uh, very smell like very nice smelling, um, very attractive uh, soccer players. So um, thank you for listening. As always, uh, we are the Daves. You know, this has been the Daves. I know. As you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Nah, yo, I can't do nothing at all. So, uh, my, I was a child of the 80s, so my weirdest masturbatory fantasy. Um, it was really weird. So, remember that show Designing Women? No, she doesn't, yeah. Um, so, I, I had this really crazy, I was like, I think I might have been like 12 or 13. Um, and uh, uh, Dixie Carter uh, played Julia Sugarbaker in uh, Designing Women. So I had a fantasy of her and uh, Annie Potts and uh, 
the uh, woman from uh, uh, Golden Girls, Rue McClanahan. Okay. That was it. Just jerked off to them. 